Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck Only thing I will say Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. I am Wags, and joining me as always is Dane. We are recording here live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter on Sunday night here after the Packers were able to hold off the Washington football team and improve to 6-1 and one, uh, at Lambeau Field today with a 24-10 to 10 victory. Dane, I know you're feeling a little bit under the weather tonight, uh, so we're going to try to keep this a little bit shorter, just, um, just uh, a little, little, little under the weather, right? So, but that said, got to feel at least a little bit better emotionally with the Packers picking up a win today. Well, winning's the best medicine, Wags. So I, I feel pretty good about that, and I feel pretty good to see uh, Robert Tunyon get involved, and and to see Alan Lazard continue to get involved, and to see, uh, you know, some of our. It was a concentrated effort today, I think, by the offense to throw the ball. Aaron Jones did not run the ball very often. We'll get to AJ Dillon momentarily as well, but I, I thought. Overall, getting uh, the ball through the air to some of these other targets, the team's going to be better for it down the road. Did not expect to lose to this Washington football team. And while the game was kind of close, I never, I don't know about you, I'm curious your your take, but I never really felt like this thing was ever going to get out of hand and go sideways the other way. So I felt pretty comfortable about it. thought the Packers were able to choose their spots and they, they took care of business against another Another team, they're six and one, and now they start down a really difficult path. They've got a tough few weeks, and we'll talk future stuff. But for today, it's another win. They're six and one, and all they've done is take care of business with any team that's come in front of them outside of week one, which was clearly an anomaly at this point. Yeah, for sure. So you said it's a short week, uh, but that makes getting a win all the sweeter and more important. Uh, we've got some guys that. Maybe got a little dinged up here today. Hopefully nothing significant, but uh, sometimes just a minor injury can uh, cause uh, some problems when you've got this short of a turnaround. Uh, just uh, programming notes uh, for those of you peeking in. Thanks for joining. Feel free to post in the comments if you have any thoughts on today's game or just the team overall. Any questions or thoughts heading into uh, this next week against the Cardinals. Uh, we will be doing a preview episode on Wednesday night this week normally we do thursday nights at 7 30 uh, so be on the lookout for that uh, and then also we won't be doing a recap uh thursday night that's going to get a little bit late we'll, we'll do it we'll see if we'll do an insta live after the game that might depend on how the game goes but uh we uh tentatively plan to do a recap episode either um, Friday evening or Sunday morning. So we'll, we'll either do it a day or a few days after. Uh, we've got the long weekend, uh, next weekend. So, uh, we'll see, uh, when we're able to connect, but that's kind of what the plan is for, uh, the next few upcoming episodes. So Dane, um, let's just dive right into this for tonight. Um, what, you, you just shared some overall thoughts on tonight's game. Um, it's an interesting, takeaway but my 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 biggest thing is uh, with the outcome of this game it was kind of an analytics nerds um mm -hmm. 
you know, a love fest here because it was about the Packers being efficient in some areas where they haven't been, uh, and uh, Washington not being very efficient in some areas that the Packers were able to take advantage. And I think that was the biggest difference in the game today. Um, and, uh, and so let's dive into that because, um, you know, when you look at it, it from a uh, red zone efficiency standpoint, I think everybody knows by now that's been watching this Packer teams all year hadn't gotten a stop in the red zone all season coming to today opponents 15 for 15 scoring touchdowns and then washington goes 0 for 4 in the red zone today just get and and not only that they only came away with three points so that's that's really uh gonna make a big difference and i think that's kind of the game right there but then on top of that they were only four for 12 on third down one for four on fourth down uh and uh the packers offensively 50 percent six for 12 on third down converted their lone fourth down opportunity and weren't amazing but went two for four in the red zone themselves so um you know we can spout stats till we're green in the ears sometimes but i think today you really don't have to look too much further than that uh, to understand why the game tilted the packers advantage were you surprised at all, talking more about the eye test, were you surprised at all by the um, Washington front uh, on the defensive side in particular? I thought that they gave the Packers offensive line fits at times. They kind of exposed this Packers offensive line that had, had been able to cobble together um, you know, guys um, even through injuries and, and keep Aaron Rodgers upright, but... What's your impression of that? I mean, Bakhtiari is going to be coming back at some point. I don't think he's probably coming back on Thursday. I'd be surprised. So just overall impression there because I was a little surprised with how um, able they were. And Chase Young gave Billy Turner fits, I thought, at times. And and more than anybody, John Runyon had probably his worst game as a pro that I can recall, he got beat pretty poor, uh, pretty badly a few times on offense, also on the on the kick unit. So, I'm um, just overall impressions there. What was your takeaway, or, or are there any takeaways from this game uh, from the offensive line perspective? In a way, you not that you want to see that unit struggle, but the fact that the Packers were able to take care of business and win twenty four to ten you've got a lot of teachable uh things coming out of this game that's for sure i'm not terribly concerned with billy turner he's been playing at a pro bowl level all year he just had an off day that's i'm just going to chalk it up to that um uh, john runyon he he's a younger player and he's been playing really solid football up to this point so i'm not going to read too much into that i thought lucas patrick was didn't have as quite as strong as performance today either. I mean, you really could say the whole offensive line struggled um, altogether. I thought Elton Jenkins was okay, but I mean, you're, you're one guy isn't going to overcome the the um, uh, inefficiencies or the um, lack of production that you're getting from mm-hmm. the unit as a whole. Uh, so it, it, it wasn't their best day. There's no doubt about that. They're going to have to be a lot better. Uh, on Thursday night and we'll, we'll have time to break that down in our preview episode but um, you know they've been running the ball really well coming into this week mm-hmm. uh, so the fact that Washington was able to get a little pressure particularly in the first half and get a few sacks that's one thing but when 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 you can't get anything going on the run game that's a little bit more cause for concern now this is only one game 
Um, so I'm I'm not terribly concerned about it, but they are going to have to be a lot better. So hopefully it was just you know a bad day at the office. Uh, Washington may have exploited a couple of mismatches, just frankly won some individual battles. Uh, so I think they're going to bounce back. I don't think there was anything schematic. I mean, um, the way that A.J. Dillon and, and Aaron Jones had been running the ball the last three, four weeks coming into this mm. one, uh, just when you look at the production today, I think it's it's kind of a head scratcher. Um, so I, I don't know, Dane, do you have any, I mean, was there something I'm missing or, or was there something that you had as a takeaway uh, from the offensive line? Because um, the good news is Aaron was throwing the ball really, really darn well today. I thought this was, was his one of his more accurate passing uh, days mm-hmm. of the season. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was too for for Rodgers. Um, thought he he looked pretty sharp. His deep ball, the, those twenty plus yard plays, uh, something that he up until this point this year just hadn't quite gotten there yet. Um, I, I thought that he was able to um, hit those. Looked more accurate. It doesn't hurt when you've got somebody like Devontae Adams who can make plays that are just absolutely ridiculous. And I don't know how he even does that. And and not to interrupt you, I'll let you finish no. that thought. But that's that's kind of a reason to give your receiver a chance to make a play. Uh, when when he made that catch along the sideline and just gripped the ball as he was yeah. tiptoeing the sideline, I mean that's just insane. That said, Rogers had to put it where he did to give Adams a chance to catch the ball, right? So, uh, but anyway, I, I think that's that's a good point of where he was getting the football was giving his best receiver in the game of football a chance to go up and make a catch, right? Oh, totally. And 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 he said something after the game. I don't know if you saw him talking to Pam Oliver, if you had a chance to see that portion after the game. He he said, he's like, you know, we're close. Offensively, we're, we're close. Um, and I believe him. I take him actually at face value on that. I think that um, they are close. You can kind of feel that something's getting ready to cook there. Uh, he also called the team scrappy, which kind of made me chuckle a little bit because um, they are. <laughs> they're, they're, they are a scrappy bunch, and, and you don't necessarily expect that from a two-time NFC uh, championship game team to be kind of scrappy going into this. But it's been a next-man-up team for so so much of this year, and to watch them do that today I thought was pretty cool. And Alan Lazard I thought looked really good. He was your ex X Factor of the week. A great call, Wags, on the Alan Lazard. He looked very, very good today. And if they can add that extra layer, he and Robert Tunyon got going a little bit today. They can add that. That that makes their offense more what they were last year, which was almost lights out uh, uh, most of the season. And uh, and as good as Devontae is, we need to be able to find secondary players that can make plays in, in big moments. So to see both Tunyon and Lazard get cooking today, I thought that was, that was probably my biggest takeaway of the entire game was um, how encouraged I was that Rodgers was spreading the ball out a little bit more. Uh, and, and not only doing that, but doing it with ease. It wasn't like he was forcing it in there. He was taking what it was coming to him, but it, it just looked effortless today. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? And Rodgers targeted nine different receivers, and seven different receivers were able to get a, a catch today. So that's that's really spreading the ball around, to your point. Uh, and that's the other thing is I never like to see us lose balance and not be able to run the ball because Washington really did take that away from us. Mm-hmm. 
that said, I didn't mind that we were throwing because I just didn't think that they could stop that. So this was one of those games where we're playing from ahead. When you have, when you're throwing the ball 40 plus times and you're trying to play from behind, that's when you can have some problems. But when you're playing from ahead and, and you're really pretty efficient and, and I, the way that Aaron was throwing the ball today, I wouldn't have minded if they were just throwing the ball pretty much every time. Uh, I will give the offensive line credit for this. I thought they protected Aaron a little bit better as the game went along in pass coverage and or, or pass protection, I should say. So, um, so kudos to them for you know making adjustments and, and kind of trying to keep Washington from being able to just pin their ears back uh, and really start blowing things up uh, once they got a little bit one dimensional. Uh, so. From that standpoint, Packers offense, I thought, did what they had to do. Would have been nice if we would have maybe punched it in one more time. I, I mean, this again, this is it's hard to complain uh, because we've been winning and winning and winning. But that's the one thing that we haven't seen in this stretch. And maybe that's what Aaron's alluding to, too, mm-hmm. when he says this offense is close, is they haven't necessarily had that home run, you know, um, uh, hammer uh, play that's just put teams uh, away and and put and really gets out ahead. Uh, we both predicted that we would win this one going away. I think we had the same score prediction for the first time ever, uh, and that didn't quite come to fruition. But maybe Dane, do you think maybe they would have um, uh, minded? Uh, I sure don't. If they saved a couple of those big plays for this yeah. Thursday. Yeah, I listen. I'm let's let's save those because we're going to need them on Thursday night. And I know Matt Lafleur alluded to uh, it with Preston Smith. Even they held him out today. It was his first time he's ever missed a game over a hundred games in a row, which is just incredible for a, a linebacker. And he said, you know, I'd be lying if it, part of it wasn't the short week. So um, yeah, uh, you know, separate but but similar, right? Kind of idea right there that maybe they're holding back a little bit on a couple things here or there on that front. Um, Wags, one one other thing on the offense um, cause for concern is was AJ Dillon putting the ball on the ground a couple times. It makes me pretty nervous. Uh, late in the game, they had Kylan Hill running the ball, not AJ Dillon, not Aaron Jones. Obviously Jones, they weren't going to put in there probably in that, that situation, but that's definitely should be prime AJ Dillon where we're just, you know, running the clock. We're working you over. Um, so should we be concerned? Was it just a bad day? Um, what's, what's your, what's your take there? Yeah, I'd be curious your take on that too. I, I again, I'm just talking up to, this up to a bad day. AJ Dillon, I think had three carries for six yards. Did I yeah. see that correctly? I think you're right. um, Aaron Jones didn't fare too much better than that. So uh, it was just a struggle all around in the run game tonight. Uh, so I, it wasn't any one guy that you can pinpoint, but you're absolutely right. I don't care how bad you're struggling trying to get uh, forward yards. In that situation, I, I mean, all you got to do is fall forward. I, I, worst case, you're punting the ball away, and Washington's got to go to the length of the field uh, with a couple of minutes left, uh, mm-hmm. down by a few scores. So, uh, so that's to, that's that's what you got to correct. So, hopefully, we got our worst running performance out of the way for the season, and we don't have to see that moving forward. But um, I don't know. It's it's it's. I would say it's a yellow flag just mm-hmm. because Washington. Is they certainly didn't come in as one of the the top rush defenses in the league, so it's not something that you're gonna <laughs> really. I don't know, Dane. I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on it. I guess I I just 
feel like overall it's, it's just one one bad game. But yeah, I, I hope so. I, I'm not going to harp on it. I'm not going to worry uh, on Thursday night when AJ Dillon gets the ball. You know, he, he's proven to be a pretty effective runner and has been able to take care of the ball. So just something I think that um, if anything, we needed a negative takeaway. That's probably the the one that I saw there, and not one but two fumbles in a game. But that's. We'll, we'll, I'd be surprised if that continues or that trend continues down the road, personally. Yeah, I mean, they're going to happen. Unfortunately, yeah. it's part of the game. But um, thankfully, it didn't uh, cost us a win this week. So, mm-hmm. uh, Dane, before we go over to the defensive side of the ball, let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Um, if you are a new customer for DraftKings, you can take advantage of the offer by using our promo code TPPN, uh, like the, the Pigskin Podcast Network. Uh, with a $5 bet on any NFL team, uh, you can win $200 in free bets. So, Dane, tell us, how did Andrea do this week? You've been keeping us posted on how your wife's doing and her daily fantasy lineups on DraftKings. So I'm anxious to hear uh, how she cashed in this week. She seems to be doing well. She had Matt Stafford, so she was talking She was talking a big game with him today. She had uh, Drake from from the Los Angeles Raiders. And I, I kind of looked at her sideways when she was like, I'm going to go with Drake. And then Drake, you know, falls in the end zone for from four yards down. I said, okay, you know what you're doing. So she continues to have success. Uh, thanks to DraftKings. You know, she used that code TPPN and um, was able to put bet down, get some money back. It's a, it's a really great sponsorship, great deal by DraftKings, what they're doing right now. So, you know, go use promo code TPPN and uh, get involved. Have some fun. I mean, it's fun to, to, to bet on some of these games, and DraftKings is making it really easy for us. Yeah, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and one day $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, so Dane, defensive side of the ball. I mean, I think let's just talk about Rashawn Gary because uh, what a performance from him today. And he wasn't the only one. This defense as a whole, they gave up yards. I don't think anybody should be too concerned about that. What they were able to do situationally, getting stops. um, And uh, Rashawn Gary uh, making an impact on the defensive side. It's awesome. It's just awesome to watch him play. He's fun to watch play, too. He's one of those guys that he's got a motor. Uh, He just gets after the quarterback. Even in the plays, you see him, Wags. That's what I love about Gary. Even in plays where he's not the, the guy who's getting the sack, somehow he's always like on the ground near the quarterback's ankles. He's always doing something. He just looked faster than everybody out there today, and he's relentless. He keeps going. He gets that strip sack. I, I just um, really impressive to watch him continue to grow. And we have. That's what's been fun as Packer fans since uh, since we picked him in the first round to watch him go from you know not getting that many snaps to to last year uh, playing in certain situations to right now. Um, with with both Smiths out, he's kind of the guy, and not kind of, he is the guy. And in days like this, 
when you see him um, be able to just wreak havoc on an opposing offense. It's so fun to watch him grow. He seems like a really good dude. He's the hardest worker. Um, so kudos to him. And I think that that um, Whitney Merciless signing is going to pay significant dividends. Um, and I, and I, I lump him in with Gary because I think that Merciless on one side, Rashawn Gary on the other side, is pretty filthy. It's pretty filthy. I and mean, we get Preston Smith back. I like that as a one, two, three punch. I really do. I think Merciless is going to take a little extra pressure off of Rashawn Gary, and they're not going to be able to double team Rashawn as much. The running back's going to have to make a decision. Which guy do I go and try to chip or, or try to block? Um, so big, big pickup for the Packers. And I think Rashawn Gary is going to be the one who um, who really benefits from this merciless signing. I mean, Rashawn Gary and all of us, because I think that more production is going to come from this Packers defense as a result. Yeah, and uh, Rashawn Gary, seven tackles, two sacks, Insane. forced fumble, four quarterback hits. Uh, so I mean, and most of that was coming in the second half, but uh, I I agree. Uh, listen, merciless helps, and then we saw Kenny Clark who rolled his ankle was able to come back in. So hopefully uh, that uh, doesn't swell up too badly, and he's 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 okay as the week progresses here uh, on a short week. But he did go back in the game. Uh, Kenny, I saw lined up at defensive end in a number of situations and passing situations today. Uh, that freed up Kingsley Kiki. Dean Lowry, who also I think missed a series or a part of a series, was able to come back in. Uh, but uh, both Kiki and Lowry were able to get in there for sacks as well. And that's what that does is when you you can't just pay attention to one guy or one side of the line. Um, they're inter they're interchangeable. They're able to run more stunts and basically just rushing with four guys. Uh, they didn't have to scheme up any extra pressures uh, coming from the second or third level. Uh, they were able to start getting home. I I thought Washington protected pretty well in the first half, but in the second half, uh, starting with that strip sack uh, by Rashawn Gary, and then especially in the fourth quarter when we did see Whitney Merciless get out there a little bit more, uh, we, we saw the, the defensive line start to wreak more and more havoc uh, over the course of the game. Yeah, I think that something we'll need to keep an eye on. Scrambling quarterbacks uh, today, he was able to get some lanes. So that's just something big picture that we're going to need to pay attention to. Might need to be a schematic change, you know, something maybe you you shadow uh, the quarterback. If the quarterback's got some legs, um, that was just an unintended consequence, I think, to some really good pressure. Um, and against other quarterbacks, maybe... Um, you know, we wouldn't have felt that pain, but with with Henneke, he was able to kind of get out and and move up the up the middle a little bit. But um, Merciless looked really good. And Wags, you mentioned Dean Lowry; he's having a renaissance right now. He's playing about as good a football as I can remember him playing. He's 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 playing at the level that the Packers hoped he would when they signed him to that contract. And if he can continue down this course, it just makes this defense that much better. And if we're able to take care of uh, red zone issues a little bit better, like we were able to today, this defense all of a sudden gets pretty damn good, pretty damn quick. So uh, it's, it's fun to watch that happen. Now, we're, again, we're about to hit uh, meat of the schedule. But right now at 6-1, and one, I sure as heck like um, what, what we're seeing out of our pass rushers, out of our defensive line, especially when we're shorthanded. Yeah. Um, Dane, what what did you think? Let's talk a little bit about the linebackers. Devondre Campbell, you know, really deserves special mention again today. Yeah. 13 total sack tackles, 
two forced fumbles, including a big one uh, when Heineke was trying to do a sneak on fourth and half a yard uh, yeah. at the goal line. And that was that was what basically gave the officials they really had no ability to overturn that call right because mm-hmm. was he down was he not there was no way to tell but once once that uh, was forced out uh, that's just a heck of a play and Devontae Campbell just continues to get the job done I do wonder you talking about Heineke and the number of yards he was able to pick up on the ground not the fastest guy not the quickest guy um He's he's run a little bit, so it's not like I, I don't think the Packers were completely unprepared for his ability to to run with the football. Uh, I didn't see any gaping holes or lanes. I, I think it was just one of those things where I, you know they had guys out for for routes. I I didn't see a ton of missed tackles. It was just. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the pursuit wasn't quite there, uh, but uh, what I do want to ask is, did you pick up anything? Because Oren Burks earned the start today, mm-hmm. and I was surprised by that uh, next to Devondre Campbell. And um, it's it's interesting to me. Uh, we talked about Oren Burks. We talked about, is Jalen Smith going to get worked in some more? And, um, you know, there's something that uh, Coach Barry and the defensive coaching staff is not loving uh, about um, – about what Chris Barnes is giving us. And right. I don't know if, if Barnes is nursing an injury or, or what might be going on there, but he seems to be getting less and less run these last few weeks. So do you have any insight on that? Is there something out there in particular that he hasn't been doing from an execution standpoint that could be the reason for that? I don't think so. I mean, I, that, that's one of the bigger surprises, I would say, uh, of, of this season on the defensive side is, is the Chris Barnes um, less and less. Because I, going into the year, I, and I thought last season when he was out there, he, he could help this team win. Um, maybe he's just not fitting what Coach Barry's looking for them to do. I, I haven't seen anything, Wags. It doesn't look like he's missing tackles. I, he seems like he's able to um, to um, slide off of, of um, blockers. So I, I haven't seen anything either, but it does appear that he is – maybe they just want to be faster. That That's, I guess, what my guess is, is that I think Chris Barnes is more of your prototypical inside linebacker that's going to thump – and you know, bring the runner down, and we start talking about guys like um, like Jalen Smith or Oren Burks. Those guys are um, historically a little faster, and they can they can cover a little bit better. Uh, run running backs out of the backfield. So I guess maybe that is part of it. Is they want to have guys that are a little bit more flexible to be able to stick with uh, tight ends and running backs, and that's just a guess at this point. But you're right, Oren Burks are in the start. Oren Burks played some pass rushing downs as an outside linebacker as well today, so they're moving him around. Um, so it remains to be seen. I'll be curious to see if this trend continues as the season goes forward. I'll, I'll be also be curious if it's situational. Uh, we talked going into this game, McKissick, really good out of the backfield. So maybe they wanted to make sure they had the flexibility because I did see Jalen Smith in there and Oren Burks, maybe more of a coverage style today. So, um, you know, if we're playing the Vikings – and we're, you know, and we're playing a team that can run the ball really well. Do we see a little bit more of a Chris Barnes who's going to get in there and be your traditional thumper in the middle? I don't know. I think it remains to be seen right now. 
Yeah, that could be. And I think that's a really good call out uh, for sure. Some, uh, one other thing I wanted to, to look at with this defense. I thought both Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage had, had really solid days. Now, Savage mm-hmm. did miss one tackle, uh, but uh, re- I thought they really uh, communicated well and the secondary uh, overall uh, did a really nice job. Obviously, Eric Stokes gave up the long touchdown in the first series, but I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on how the secondary played after that first series. I, I really was was very encouraged. Rasul Douglas uh, came off the field at one point, but was able to come back in. I thought he had a pretty solid day again out there. I like him. I I really like what we've seen from him over two weeks. Overall, he's played some really good. I think he plays inspired football. I like him. He's kind of gritty and aggressive out there, and he seems to be fitting in. I'll put it that way. Fitting in with this defense, Rasul Douglas. I really like what he's been able to bring in a couple weeks. Yeah, and Adrian Amos, I thought had a, uh, I don't know if it was quietly, but I just thought he had a really, really nice game today, just directing traffic, it seemed like, out there for the defense. Uh, and then, of course, Shannon Sullivan had a real nice interception, uh, had a couple of nice tackles. Uh, I thought he had his strongest game of the season as well. Um, so, uh, you know, even with a couple guys down, you've got to be super encouraged, uh, don't you, with the way that the secondary performed out there. Uh, McLaurin got his, but outside of that, I, I thought the, the Packers in the pass uh, defense uh, in that secondary group uh, did a really effective job uh, in, in containing and uh, not giving up anything big downfield. It's, it's almost scary if we were able to get, if Jair is able to come back at some point this season, because right now what's happening is Eric Stokes is just trial by fire playing against team's best receiver week in and week out. And if we're able to get Jair back, um, and, and his shoulder works out. All of a sudden, what that's allowed is for Stokes' uh, development to just um, happen in front of our eyes week to week against some of the best receivers in the National Football League, and it makes his defense even that much better. Yeah, he gave up that touchdown early. Um, I thought he was in really good position, Wags, actually, uh, on that touchdown pass. He he uh, he wasn't able to really identify where the ball was, you know, touchdown. Uh, but later, and this is what I like about Stokes, a little bit later on that fourth down, he breaks up the pass. He's kind of, He's got this, like, he comes back at it. And we've seen, as Packer fans, time and again, we've seen uh, rookie and young corners that the Packers invest a lot in. I'm not going to name names. They're not on the roster anymore. Um, that... Um, once they start to play poorly, it gets worse and worse and worse, and they kind of get in their own heads. We've seen that a number of times. That does not happen with Eric Stokes, and I think that that's what's as encouraging as anything to me is that he just keeps coming back. He's a competitor. He wants to come back. Yeah, you got me this time. I'm going to get you next time mentality. So I really like that about him. And then Shannon Sullivan, um, heck of a job from Shannon Sullivan today. Again, last week didn't give up a, a reception at all. This week gave up a couple very minor receptions uh, and then obviously had that interception, was sticking guys out there again, um, not afraid to tackle, really like what he did. I thought Henry Black had a little bit of a rough outing. He got lost a couple times uh, in there. I think uh, of everybody that I saw, he was probably the one that would probably like a play or two back, but he's a young guy and that happens. And, you know, these are learning opportunities, I think, for team, for players like this. So I think as a whole, uh, the, the DBs played really, really well. I would like to highlight that I think, I think that um, Stokes was very good, but I thought Shannon Sullivan was phenomenal today to get that interception and just everything else he did for this defense. 
For sure. So, Dane, any other thoughts on the defense? Because I think we do definitely need to spend a few minutes on a special team. Yeah. We had some good, we had some bad on special teams. So I did want to chat with you about that for a few minutes. But before we do that, I don't know if you have any other closing thoughts uh, on the way this defense is shaping up at this no, point. Just give Barry credit. Uh, the You know, he came in and they're, they're doing something right here. And it was good to kind of uh, exercise some of the demons of the red zone today even if it was in kind of a fluky and odd fashion. Uh, I don't care. I think just getting that off the books is good for this team, and now they just need to build on that. But I, I like what we're seeing from this defense. They're they're keeping teams to, you know, I mean, today, if, if you're telling me we're keeping a team to 14 points with an Aaron Rodgers offense on the other side of the field, we're going to win the football game. You know, so yeah, for I, sure, I'm really, I'm really pleased with what the defense is providing right now, and they are playing fast. Wags, they're playing fast, they're playing aggressive, and I like that. Yeah, I wonder if Coach Barry is still uh, biking to practice. Uh, if that's uh, getting the bl- getting the blood <laughs> flowing, yeah, we could. Uh, we saw Coach Barry in preseason practice, and he was uh, uh, chatting with us as he's as he's merging through traffic on his bike. Uh, so <laughs> positive first impression, yeah. uh, and uh, he's continued to to look better and better. I think with this defense, so uh, that's definitely encouraging. It's going to get harder, <laughs> yes. but um, you know, hopefully, we've got some guys coming back too. I mean, for uh, for the number of guys we've had out and impact players we've had out, uh, you you can't ask. I don't think uh, Coach Barry and this defense to do more than what they have. So and wakes, wakes, team, real yeah. real quick, it is going to get harder. But the Packers have given themselves a bit of a cushion at this point. Yeah. And judging by what just happened to Chicago Bears tonight, uh, you know they got just absolutely destroyed by Tampa Bay. Um, the division, I really like the Packers' chances in the division right now. I mean, knock on wood, of course, the NFC North can be weird. Uh, but they've given themselves a, a chance, a fighter's chance now to, you know, uh, even if you drop a, a one or two that you, you don't want, obviously don't want to drop any, um, they're in a good position, I think, right now being six and one this deep into the season. Yeah, it's uh, we'll, well, we'll have plenty of chances to uh, see how things unfold. Obviously, there's still 10 weeks or 10 yeah, games to go. Uh, so this is a, a ways to go yet and two two more games against the Vikings. So uh, if, if they keep winning games, they've kind of uh, dug themselves out of their early hole. Uh, yeah, that can dry up in a hurry. So we got to keep the pedal to the metal for sure. Dan, let's chat a little bit about special teams. So start it off. And it looks looking a, a little bit nightmarish uh, with Mason Crosby getting a blocked field goal. Um, obviously, the Packers were able to before that uh, force a blocked field goal, and and that was with uh, T.J. Slayton yeah. getting a big paw awesome. up and and yeah. and uh, getting a hand on the football. So um, I guess the you you take the good with the bad on that. I, uh, frankly, uh, just because. We did it doesn't mean I think we need to give one up, but, um, you know, I don't know if you saw anything on that. It looked like Mason just didn't get a real good kick because it didn't seem like there was all that much pressure uh, from the side or from the middle. So, uh, it didn't that, look, yeah, it didn't look like he got much like it looked like low, low. Like, so, yeah, I don't know what happened there. It looked like Runyon gave up a little bit of ground, but that happens in, you know, in these, in these kicks. So, like, I, I don't know what happened. The snap looked good. The hold was good. And Mace just, I don't know if he just was under. I, I'll tell you what, if, if they didn't block it, I still don't know if it goes through. It was just yeah. so low. It was just an odd, odd one off his foot. 
it looked like he just may have mishit it, uh, is what it comes down to. So, um, but in any event, uh, obviously, uh, then, but they are able to come back. Uh, I thought our coverage on kickoff was actually pretty solid today. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that that was, uh, potential concern coming into this one and it is really any week but i thought they did pretty well in coverage today and then how about cory borquez um what more can you say he booms one out of the end zone 53 yards and forces a fair catch uh puts uh, washington back on their side of the field uh crazy punt uh and the game of inches that almost got blocked as well uh, and then to, to the, his last punt uh somehow able to to they take his pitching wedge and it literally hit the one inch line, uh, bounces backwards and the Packers are able to pin them on the three yard line. So, uh, you can't do any better than Jad. I, I'll tell you what, what a performance from a punter today. Yeah, Wags, um, it, it says everything you need to know, um, about him when, you know, he, I think he kicked about a 50 yard, uh, punt and it was fair caught. And I was like, that's all you got, Corey? <laughs> like he's playing that well he's playing next level right now for the Packers and after a lot of uneven punting over the last few seasons to see him out there it completely changes the scope of this team I, if you can shift the field that way and make it that extra that much harder for an offense to go down and drive uh, it, it's just it makes this uh, this team that much more dynamic. So good on him, and good on the front office to be able to go out and get him. Well worth, I think, what a sixth round draft pick. Oh my gosh, well worth that sixth round draft pick to get him into Green Bay. And if I'm not mistaken, I mean, his first year he punted in um, Buffalo, so he's used to punting in kind of nasty weather. So as the the season wears on, I anticipate that he should be able to continue to perform at a pretty high level in the the winds and in the cold. Yeah, I hope so. And what I like about it is he had a, t- a tough week last week, and he bounced back and had some good kicks today. Um, aside from that uh, block on the Mason field goal, uh, obviously he wasn't asked to do a lot of work today, three extra points, and then hit another 39-yarder. But the fact that the rest of his attempts were uh, uneventful, I think, is was a good sign that that was just an aberration. So, um, Dane, any other thoughts on special teams? I, I thought it was, you know, again, you, you never want to get a field goal blocked, but uh, if, if that wasn't blocked and it was just a, a Mason shank, I don't know that we're really t- talking too much about that play. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think that, uh, you know, hopefully they can continue to clean things up. The kick coverage was much better than, you know, um, it had been in previous weeks. I thought they looked like they were on top of it. So all good. All good overall. And congrats to TJ Slayton. Pretty cool for to see him get that, get that block there. Yeah, for sure. So I think we're tired. It's time then to hand out the game balls, our B legendary big cheese players of the week. Um, we've got a few of them to hand out offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball. And I definitely think we have a couple of special teams qualifiers this week. So Dane, I'll let you take the lead, uh, this week. Where do you want to start? I mean, let's start on defense. And I think it's obvious. I think Rashad Gary, uh, deserves a big cheese player of the week. He was just dominating again. And to come out of the second half and get that takeaway, 
just huge, right? Completely flips everything on its head. Rashawn Gary, um, we, we said, we need you to step up. We need him to step up. We said that a few weeks ago, and all he's doing is stepping up. Uh, Monster Day, the stats don't always tell the tale. Today, they do tell the tale. He was just an absolute force for this defense, and he deserves a big Chiefs player of the day. Uh, so he's my got nominee. My- well, you've got my 100% agreement, uh, and it's one of those things where uh, we had Kenny Clark last week, and this week it was Rashawn Gary's turn. So it's even that much better if this defense has you know, guys that we think can be those type of players uh, able to step up in back-to-back games. And if that can kind of continue and they all take turns, um, that that's uh, definitely going to contribute. Honorable mention, shout-outs, Devondre Campbell, just 13 tackles and two forced fumbles, keeping Washington out of the end zone. It's got to be mentioned. And wow. then uh, Chandon Sullivan, second honorable mention. Congrats, man, getting that interception. Uh, and then just, you know, I thought, even aside from that, uh, really, 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 uh, very solid uh, game. I thought he had, his, he had his best game of the season as well today. So, um, so don't have game balls or big cheeses for everyone on defense. But uh, I thought both of those guys definitely deserved a shout out for sure. Yeah. Um, so, Dane, offensively, I don't know if we'll have the same guy or not, but I'm actually going to go with the QB one this week, Aaron Rodgers. I think uh, you know we. Could give Aaron a, a big cheese uh, of the week, probably more than we do. But uh, to me, it, it was him today. Yeah. Uh, the way that he was able to distribute that football, we mentioned earlier, seven different guys had receptions. He targeted nine different uh, players on the offensive side of the ball. Um, didn't blow you away statistically uh, for Aaron. Uh, 274 yards passing, uh, three touchdowns, but efficient. And I, you know, I just felt like he was on his game today. Uh, so, uh, and and he didn't get frazzled. They were able to get to him a few times early. It didn't seem to bother him at all, actually. And he just got up, and uh, the offense just came back the next series and, and started moving the ball again, even without a run game today. So I think uh, Aaron definitely deserves a big cheese nomination. But I don't know if you have someone else that you want to throw out there as well. No, I think it was Rodgers today. You're right, the numbers, it wasn't 400 yards passing or whatever. But what it was was just a really efficient game. Um, I actually look to uh, the, the moment when um, Randall Cobb <laughs> went into motion when he clearly it was a false start and and Rogers um, reaction he was like laughing and joking and I was like okay there's something here with Rogers right now he was using his legs again today a little bit when he needed to um, the deep ball looked accurate he looked calm uh, you're right he got sacked a little bit early but you didn't see him shaking his head he wasn't pissed he looked like he was like, okay, we're going to come back. We're going to go get him. Uh, I thought his touchdown pass to Devontae Adams early was pretty masterful. Uh, but throughout the game, he was putting the ball where he wanted to put the ball. The team followed Aaron Rodgers. That's what you want out of your three-time MVP quarterback. So I completely agree with you, Wags. Uh, and because he spread the ball out, um, he really was able to just see the entire field, see the entire team. He was seeing it today, I thought, really well. So he deserves the uh, big cheese offensive player of the week. Yeah, and similarly, I think we got to get a, give a couple of shout-outs as well. Both Bob Tunyon and Alan Lazard uh, had awesome. their best games of the, the season as far as catching the ball is concerned. Both of them able to get in the end zone, both able to get uh, just 60 and 63 yards receiving, four and five receptions. So uh, if we can get them going as kind of – 
third or fourth options uh, catching the football. Uh, I think this offense is, as Aaron said, they're close. And I think they're ready uh, to kind of go to another level here, uh, hopefully corresponding uh, with uh, David Bakhtiari coming back in the next couple of weeks as well. So, um, Dane, special teams. Who do you got? We got a couple. I, no, we got a couple potential nominations. So I'm going to let you uh, lead this one off first. Well, Bohorquez was was masterful uh, yet yeah. again. I think I tweeted he was filthy um, because he is. But I, I, I don't care. I'm saying TJ Slayton because he got that big block, and I'm just really proud of him. I think it's pretty cool to see him uh, be engaged in the game. I think that when he's been able to get on the field on defense, he's made an impression early in the year. And to earn snaps on special teams and get that block is really good for the team overall, young guy getting out there, getting after it, blocking, blocking it. Obviously, Bohorquez was awesome, but I, I'm I'm really happy for TJ Slayton. I think that he deserves it. We haven't had a blocked field goal since uh, Dayton Jones, I think is what I saw, like five, six, seven years ago. So we don't see him all that often in Green Bay either. Um, so it was a pretty cool moment. So that's going to be my nominee, Wags. I agree with you. Listen, Borquez was great. So he gets a shout out for sure. Mm-hmm. But TJ Slayton, that's the type of special teams plays that we haven't been getting uh, for years where it's actually making an impact on the other team's special teams unit. It's not just about us trying to, you know, hold it together. We're actually forcing the other team into a mistake. And uh, that block takes points off the board. I, I mean, it's simple as that Borquez's punts are wonderful but it doesn't take any points away from the opposing team so I'm going to go with TJ Slayton as well those are the types of impact plays that have been missing from special teams and that's all on the guys that are out there uh, you can scheme and you can coach and you can do reps and you can do video um, you know and, be, and prepare and all those things none of that's going to make a difference it's the guys out there on the field playing with heart and trying to get in there and make a play and that's what exactly what tj slayton did on that uh and uh so i give him uh high high kudos for that and i'm really happy to be able to give a uh, big cheese special team player of the week to a non-specialist i think uh for for first time in i don't even know how long so um so i'll make it unanimous there dan but bork has definitely got to be a good shout out for him and a great performance man yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Wags, we're six and one. How about that? It's going to be a short turnaround, but six and one feels really good in the NFL. Uh, really happy about where we're at. And, uh, so, uh, obviously we're live right now on Facebook and on Twitter and on YouTube. Uh, but a lot of y'all I know will be listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your, your, uh, podcast. And then we're going to be back at it doing a preview on Wednesday. So it's coming around real quick this week, Wags. Yep, for sure. So, Dane, I hope you get better. Take care of yourself uh, tonight. And, folks, thanks so much for joining here this evening or if you're listening to us tomorrow. Uh, say it with us. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Yeah, I know we're going to go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go Pack Go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport, and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will say.